thank the, the planners of the, and the moderator of this session. Um, kind of excited to, to talk a little bit about some of my experiences that I've had um, in a public university uh, and in my personal time trying to facilitate um, some meaningful conversations between um, scientists and, and Christians um, and, uh, uh, and in, including a few scientists that are Christians. Um, I'm a fourth-year medical student at the UW and uh, defended my dissertation last year as part of a combined degree program. So I want to start out just with a, a brief outline here because the, the structure of this talk is a little different. It's um, uh, pretty much a, a practicum in, in blogs uh, and how they might be able to be used in, um, to communicate science, if that's a goal of yours, um, and, but also something that's very, uh, I assume, is of, of interest to the ASA, and, and that's to um, create a presence where uh, science and Christianity can be presented as compatible. Um, and then I'll also take a, a brief moment to relay some of my experiences, both as a student and as an instructor, um, in using blogs as a meaningful um, addition to uh, classroom learning. And I want to make some disclosures here in that I'm an evangelical blogger uh, in both uh, uh, meanings of the word. I, I, I write on, on, on many blogs and think that, that uh, when applied um, in the right way, uh, a web blog can, can really provide um, uh, meaning and uh, additional information for folks. Um, <clears throat> but that also, um, one of my personal life missions is to really try to facilitate a dialogue about science, policy, and religion. Um, and, and that's one of the reasons I started blogging in the first place. So what is a blog? Well, it's a, a short for web blog which um, is uh, a broad category of Internet-based information. And generally, I would define a blog as user-generated Internet content. And, so, um, and specifically, blogs take the form of personal journals, um, a la Facebook or a la um, LiveJournal, which are two... Uh, medium that mediums that high school and, and college students often use, um, but uh, one in ten Americans, according to the Pew um, uh, uh, group that studies internet life, uh, have tried or continue to write blogs. It's they're, 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 and, and with that many people involved in blogging, um, they can take, take many different forms, including sort of a gripe list or complaints, you know, someone pointing out things that are wrong with the world. Um, uh, some people write articles um, that they're interested in, sort of as a segue into journalism. Um, a lot of people, uh, and probably some of the most successful blogs, are sort of how-to sites, so, so a sewing blog or a crafts blog or, or a teaching blog. Uh, parent blogs are very popular. Um, people just like to write about their experiences in with the idea of conveying that to someone else. They vary widely in style and content. Um, blogs sort of have a reputation, uh, uh, deserved or, or undeserved, as sort of a, 
subculture on the internet. Uh, and I'm finding that um, as they've been around for a better part of a decade, they're starting to diversify and really take on forms that are accessible to um, more than just the internet savvy. I mentioned their, their growth in, in both uh, popula popularity and credibility. Um, and this extends uh, pretty recently into scientists. Um, as a rule, scientists tend to be in the sort of early adopter um, uh, groups of, of individuals, folks that see a technology and, and try to use it for some new application or, or, or whatnot. And <clears throat> blogs are, are, no, are no different. Um, if any of you are familiar with blogging uh, and science blogging at all, you've probably encountered um, this collection of blogs known as science blogs. It's a, a subsection of Seed Media, which uh, uh, puts out the, the sort of pop culture science magazine called Seed. Um, and in my estimation, what they've done with science blogs is one of the best things that they've done generally, and that is create an environment where scientists all can come together on the internet and discuss whatever they want. And uh, science blogs, also at scienceblogs.com, um, has 72 different authors, and, and they write on topics as varied as, sorry the print's so small here, this is just a screenshot, um, dinosaurs and biofilms. This is just a screenshot from yesterday or the, a couple days ago. They'll, they'll blog about um, uh, political issues. Uh, they, they blog about uh, academics. Um, and, and sometimes it's just people just write about a paper that came out in science and, well, well you know, they'll critique it, um, kind of like in a journal club setting. And this all happens on the Internet and in a way that readers and authors can interact with each other and, and, um, and uh, uh, sort of test new ideas. And the one thing about science blogs that has persistently annoyed me as a frequent blog reader is their, uh, how, how authors at that site address, address religion. And... Uh, there's one prominent blogger, uh, P.Z. Myers, who uh, writes a blog called Ferengula. It um, is right up there with uh, Daily Coast and the Huffington Report as the most, one of the most read blogs on the Internet. Um, and in fact, it's the most read science blog on the Internet. If he puts up a, a, a one-sentence entry, he could have thousands of comments to it. Just, that's just how many people read his blog. And... Uh, he's a, from what I understand, a, a very nice, very, uh, 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 very nice guy. He's he's uh, level-headed. He's professional, but he has a reputation among uh, many individuals as being inflammatory. And if you've seen the Expelled movie, um, uh, he was featured in that as one of the uh, individuals that's part of the militant atheism uh, movement. And and indeed, many of his uh, posts. Uh, address uh, uh, creationism and and other um, topics that, uh, in my estimation, don't go very far in actually bringing um, uh, uh, an honest discussion uh, to the table about some of the 
uh, ways that people from communities of faith and people that are scientists can interact to sort of talk about and solve some of the problems that are, that are out there. And so that sort of gets to the point, well, why does P.Z. Myers, or why does any blogger, why does any scientist write about science? Why, why, why choose blogs? Well, it's an informal community. Um, and it's kind of easy to make friends on the Internet um, uh, uh, that, that you're interested in something that's maybe out there and you, there's nobody in your, uh, at your university that you know of that's interested in the same thing. You put it on the Internet, someone does a web search, they find your site, um, and uh, all of a sudden a community is, is, is born. Um, and it's really a place where people can test ideas and uh, even find collaborations for, uh, for projects. And what science blogs does is they voice concerns about politics or society. Um, and uh, you know, it's, it's sort of a way to be in the public uh, sector. It's, it's a way to take science out of the laboratory and, and, and insert it into a public discussion. And when it comes down to it, uh, the public is interested in science. And so to have a scientist that can work on um, uh, communicating his or her ideas uh, in, in a way that's interesting to read is, is of interest. And I think that SEED and other uh, successful science blogs have capitalized on that uh, uh, just by presenting information that's interesting. But finally, some scientists like to write. And they like to write things other than grant proposals and technical papers. And um, I think that there are a lot of bloggers, including myself, that have gotten into uh, blogging just because it's a creative outlet that, um, uh, and, and I've discovered that it's a creative outlet that isn't just for myself. Isn't, it's not just therapy for me to write, but I can really write something that someone else might think about and take to a different level. And that's exactly what happens on some prominent bl uh, blogs that aren't specifically science blogs, like Daily Coast. There are several authors there that um, consistently address scientific issues, albeit from, uh, in this particular case, a politically liberal uh, perspective. Um, but here's just an example from a re uh, someone that I read often of a, of a book review about a climate change book. Um, and that brings me to one of the controversies inherent in presenting information in science-oriented uh, blogs, and that's, well, it's a blog. Uh, you can write whatever you want, right? And, and it's true. And you have to watch out for what you read on a blog you know, if you aren't familiar with the author and what they're trying to say and whether there's an uh, agenda or something like that. And, and so... Uh, in the spirit of uh, self-improvement, um, bloggers that are associated with some of these more prominent groups sort of have signed on to um, theories uh, of um, either truth of fact, which is what uh, whenever fact is, information is presented on, on science blogs, for example, um, uh, it has to be backed up by, by, by data. And... Uh, or backed up by a scientific study, and, and that has to be cited, very much like comments in the scientific literature have to be cited. And, um, and 
uh, political blogs have taken sort of a perspective of an honesty of opinion, whereas basically if you say something, you have to be prepared to defend it, and you're not just trying to say something inflammatory to get readers, which happens quite a, quite a bit anyway. So what about Christians blogging about science? Um, there are several of us out there, um, and many are, I think there are more bloggers out there that don't identify themselves as such, uh, as Christians, that, uh, that write about topics in science. Um, and I think that's a result of there being some prominent um, Christians and sci scientists that are Christians that have been bloggers that have gotten into sort of uh, verbal or blogging or email wars with some of the more prominent um, uh, bloggers, uh, PZ Myers for one, uh, that, um, but I, I see there as, I see a great potential for facilitating communication about um, uh, science that isn't uh, the, the simple sort of agenda-laden um, response that you see in some of the, so, so, so let's, let, let me step back and just give an example. If, if a, a blogger makes an incendiary comment about, um, about intelligent design, for example, and there are a number of folks that read those, those, those entries and, and say, well, I don't agree with that, so I'm going to present an opinion that is very different that's very and equally inflammatory. Um, and, and what ends up happening in that particular case is that you just sort of have a battle of, of ideas and ideology that's really not oriented towards um, pointing out where different views might overlap and be similar. And so that's why I really started my personal blog. I'm going to go through some, some now more experiences that, I, that, that I've had here. And, and um, I just wanted to, for myself, uh, write in a manner that would be accessible and interesting uh, to folks and relay um, my own personal uh, sort of moderate perspective on the roles of science and religion in society and how... Uh, the two can work to the same ends. This is a particular uh, entry that I wrote after visiting the Creation Museum um, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a trip to Kentucky that I, I just try to put forward the, the, how, how, I, how I feel the warfare thesis is flawed um, and, and just putting forth my own ideas about that. Um, and, uh, but, uh, and there are other people that, that blog uh, about science and religion. Take, for example, uh, the executive de director of the ASA has a, runs a personal blog that, that includes topics here about expelled, um, but he's, he's blogged about the, the beauty of a sunrise and the, the importance of, uh, of pers uh, approaching your experiences from both a scientific and a, a faith-based uh, approach. But I also want to talk about an, a little experiment that I, I started in response, actually, to the, my, the reviewers' comments on the abstract that I presented for this, this talk. The reviewers were interested in, 
and, and saying, well, what are some of the practical ways that, that we can um, use blogs to reach out to our, our brothers and sisters that are, that are Christians and that are not Christians uh, in, in building bridges between the two communities? And, and started a, a group called Clashing Culture, which um, was meant to be an ironic title that uses the atheist A um, and and the cross for the T in culture to sort of present that the two the two perspectives can exist in in the same room um, and that even though um, the writers of this particular blog uh, come from different backgrounds currently uh, Christian agnostic and atheist uh, they can have a mutual respect for one another present present and, pre- and, and, and give an example of how ideas can present, be presented and responded to in a respectful, humble way. And, that, um, and it's really kind of fun to see uh, folks that might comment in support of uh, sort of an inflammatory uh, remark made by a, a, a sort of, quote, militant atheist uh, blogger, also... Uh, uh, speaking in support of a theist uh, scientist. And, and, and it's really uh, uh, affirming to me to see the um, potential for, for dialogue there. And just in a couple of months, um, I, I think that uh, this particular small effort in, the, in one small corner of the web has, has been effective at really attracting individuals that say, hey, Wait a minute. Uh, this doesn't make sense to me. This doesn't fall within the 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 conflict um, perception of of the science and religion uh, debate. But uh, again, this is just sort of an experiment that I um, pursued and and am, and am buoyed by the the response that it's received so far. If if you're familiar with blogs, um, to have uh, 125 comments from only 4,000 visitors is is a good sign that the people reading are engaged in in what's going on. Um, if if you have a lot of readers that, but not a lot of comments, uh, then that can be indicate that maybe someone just found the site from a Google search or or something like that. Um, but it seems like the the topics and the content of the comments that in response to the articles placed by these different people are, are um, uh, sort of, I know, I know it's not a controlled experiment, but proving a point that, uh, that, that science and religion can coexist in the same venue on the Internet. And some of the impo- important points here are that, that uh, writers have to be openness, open to others' opinions um, and uh, uh, sort of a technical aspect of maintaining the site is that comments that are racist or personal attacks have, have to be, um, there has to be a, a, a prohibition on those sorts of uh, elements because what, what, what you see sometimes are, are, are a single comment um, ruining sort of the the um, atmosphere of, of, of the blog. 
I'm going to just move a little more quickly through this, but there are many different topics that, that can really be uh, addressed in the, in the, on the Internet um, in, the, in the topic areas of, of science, the intersection of science and religion. Um, and, and I'm finding that um, this sort of approach can appeal to folks that are both uh, uh, very comfortable with the Internet and are interested, hey, maybe... Maybe it's, it's more possible um, to, to, to hold these, these views, these religious views, these, and, and, and to be a scientist. So briefly, in the, in the classroom, uh, blogs are useful because they can sort of expand um, the, the extent to which students think about the topics that are presented, specifically in a discussion-based class, um, in that, uh, that they can... Uh, one goal of having a blog as a part of an assignment or in a, in a class is that students can go home and, and mull over ideas and, and write them down and whenever they want. And, and, um, and uh, uh, in the end, cultivate more uh, public scholars, scholarship, and that folks are, uh, uh, students are willing to take their ideas and try to apply them someplace outside of the classroom. Different types of blogs um, exist in the classroom. The call and response I call is where, uh, as an instructor, I would write an article and require students to respond to the article. That's sort of a, um, uh, uh, a teaching teaching model there. But what might be more, that what is more effective is to have the students actually write the articles and have them respond to each other about a particular idea. And then one that's particularly effective in a course that has a large reading course load is to uh, require students to contribute a basic or even an in-depth uh, entry based on the, uh, the readings for that week. Um, and and that has been really effective at getting students to, uh, to do at least a portion of the reading before they come to class. And that has the effect of enriching the conversation and the discussion in, 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 in that day's or week's classes anyway. This can be done at many levels. This is a, a blog run by a high school teacher that she, uh, I actually contributed to uh, several entries. Uh, uh, she asked guest bloggers to come in, write an entry. This is more of a call and response sort of entry. And, and this is a high school teacher in Appleton, Wisconsin. And the only reason she asked me is because she found my writings elsewhere on the Internet. So I've addressed sort of already what some of the benefits of having uh, blogs. And in another format I didn't really talk about is discussion boards to uh, present uh, uh, course information and to, and to extend the discussion that may be limited to one or two hours in the classroom to a week's worth of mulling over, oh, we talked about this last week and, and um, I thought about this more and what do you think about this? So, in the end, I, uh, consistent with the theme of this, this lecture, I, I, uh, this, this conference, I really think that uh, blogging and, and Internet, uh, Internet platform, um, is, it is possible uh, to, to, to present a, an environment in which the sometimes rancorous um, interactions between science, uh, uh, atheist, or non-theist uh, science, scientists can 
interact with theistic scientists or, um, uh, or religious individuals to, um, to, to communicate uh, together. And moving from uh, sort of the worldview and the perspective uh, in, in Poland and Copernicus, using some other circles from, from England, uh, I'd like to take on a worldview where where blogs really can exist at the intersections of, of, of science and, and religion and, 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 and teaching. And um, I'd, in, I'd, encourage, I'd encourage you uh, um, to, to think about trying to, to use, a, a use, use a blog in, in, in your teaching or um, in efforts to, I think there's actually potential for the ASA to, to uh, adopt some blogging um, or some internet-based approaches like, uh, like Terry's already uh, started to do um, to reach out to individuals who are interested in um, uh, uh, carrying on some of these hard discussions. So I've put some resources up here and uh, uh, feel free to, to write down those, those sites and, and visit them. Um, there are just some practical notes if you're interested in in starting uh, a blog, there, there are two platforms that are really user-friendly. Um, Blogger is probably the easiest. You go to blogger.com, and, and they'll walk you through how to set, set up a blog. Um, and WordPress is a little more flexible platform, uh, but it, it takes a little bit more experience with, with, uh, with uh, web authorship. Um, and I'm, uh, as I mentioned, very interested in... in um, Talking with people about ideas uh, related to to web content um, in the ASA and 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 beyond. And there's one of my email addresses that I'm happy to respond to and, and collaborate with uh, folks if if they have ideas about about blogging. So thanks for your attention and and uh, uh, and I, go forth and blog. Okay? logistics of, of when you have an idea um, of, if I understand, uh, citing references. Right. And right, right. So um, I think that with regard to the scope of contribution and, and, and making sure that you're presenting the information in an, as objective and truthful manner um, as possible, I, it's totally up to the author. And um, the extent to which you want to um, support your ideas with with references is um, uh, generally smiled upon the more you do by your readers. Like if you go out and say things that you don't really back up, um, at least folks that read science blogs are are, are going to be skeptical. Um, and so I find that as much research as I can put into the the topical posts that I make um, by citing the newspaper articles or citing the, the original research that I, that I read that sort of inspired my entry, um, the, the more my readers are um, appreciative. And then the second question. Right, so that's why I moved to WordPress for the, the Clashing Culture uh, blog, because it's a little harder to do on, on Blogger. Um, and 
it was, I was kind of, I exp- uh, had trepidation at first for, well, I'm inviting these people that, you know, I've read their blogs, and I know that they're reasonable people, and I've, I call them my blog friends. My wife laughs at me because I have these blog friends all over the country. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm, I'm um, pretty, they're respectful people. And so when it comes to, but so in one way you want to construct a community that's meaningful, but you don't want to censor them. You don't want to censor people's ideas. And so that's where the humility really comes in. You need to, and you need to have people that are in the group that are willing to approach these questions from, um, uh, with respect and humility. And, and I found that in the last two months, I've been very pleasantly surprised about how, how, these, how, how, how our group is, is moving on. Absolutely. Maybe uh, visible to the world, but but the contributors are only uh, from within the membership of the ASA. And I just wondered what you thought of of that versus of a more open um, participation from whoever. What's the dialogue? Right. So, so the the question is, uh, what what I think and about. having a members-only forum and community that may or may not be visible to the outside. Uh, and um, I think that that's a, uh, a legitimate uh, institutional tool to facilitate dialogue between the members and even to form these collaborations that I've found occur now, um, having interacted with other bloggers. I think that you don't have to be a blogger to contribute to a discussion group. In fact, the ASA has a very active discussion group that um, uh, a subset of folks participate in via emails and uh, to each other, and it's a list a listserv. And I think that the success of this group for these individuals uh, can is can could easily be expanded to a, a discussion group that's a little bit more accessible or easier to use. And so I think it's 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 a good I think it's a very good direction. One more question, right in the back. Um, so so I'm I'm a writer, uh, and I I journal um, either meditations or personal ideas about an hour a day, and sometimes those things make it onto the blog, and sometimes they don't. And I have different outlets. Um, I'm a medical student, and I write a lot about my experiences in the clinic. And that goes to a different blog than the religion and science stuff that I come usually out of my meditations. And um, but it's as much or as little as you want to do. Uh, and um, uh, no. We're out of time. Thanks.